Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Ben Manis, who's here in person in the studio, broad in liberty, and writing about the mayoral race. You were in-house when Don Giordano, Ben, had the uh, the big, you know, the big mayoral forum. I know there's another one tonight, and they're talking about the anti-gun violence issue in Philadelphia so you have such a vast level of experience, Ben. Number one, you were a rail inspector, so we can talk to you about East Palestine, sure the latest today, ask you about the FBI raid on the Mark Halk home, and asking you about inside city politics. So let's begin there, because that's your latest article that you've written at Broad and Liberty. Absolutely. So talk to us about the mayor's race. You know, we're all hoping and praying after last night what happened in Chicago. Will something similar happened here in philadelphia what's your take well the ingredients for what happened last night in chicago exist here because we have several candidates that are extremely moderate and could speak to good governance okay here's the problem the problem is you have to follow the money and chicago is a lot like new york and los angeles when the pool gets bigger and when the city gets bigger to the point where people are, you know, flocking to that city for industry, mm-hmm. um, it diversifies the vote a little bit. Philadelphia over the years has lost that because of the corruption. Mm-hmm. I mean, people ask why the industry, you know, Philadelphia has Comcast, Meds and Eds. Well, you take that out and, and a lot of those people vote very down the blue line. Mm-hmm. Um Who's actually coming into the city of Philadelphia for work? And that's why New York, as bad as it's gotten, there's always a a pushback. And that's because, hey, for the longest, Wall Street's been there. And you can't have the central hub of all money, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, represented in a place where, like in in the David Dinkins era, when I was growing up, you had 2,400 murders a year. So, yeah, I mean, it could happen. The question is where you have to follow the money. And it goes to the same point you just made about corruption. Mm -hmm. If you are not following the corruption, there is a direct, not dotted, direct line to the crime. The reason the streets are a shooting gallery in the city of Philadelphia right now is because of 65, 70 years of straight corruption in municipal government. So when... You know, Dom Giordano asked me at the end of his forum last week, you know, what did you think, you know, about what you heard? I said, well, I heard a lot there and some of it was very good. 
Some of it was great and then negated by the following talking points, which tells me people are talking out of both sides of their mouth Mm -hmm. and they can't be trusted as the mayor. Um, But what I wrote about in covering that forum, which was really, you know, kudos to Dom, the first forum of its kind. And HYY is going to say they're the first tonight because they don't listen. Um, (laughs) But the truth of the matter is you have to listen for what isn't being said. And that's the key. What wasn't being said during that forum? And I, I, I knew a lot of people there that had long records of serving the city of Philadelphia and knew the answers to the direct questions that Dom Giordano was asking them. Mm-hmm. And they didn't say the obvious thing. Why? Because they're trying to get into that pool of money that currently is dominated by the one person, the one viable Democrat that didn't show up, Helen Gim. So we have to we have to look at the pushback and why people are kind of talking out of both sides of their mouth. That's huge. So you think about, you know, and, and we can never, Sherelle Parker is my council person. You can never um, underestimate Sherelle Parker. She's somebody who, you know, she's. I can, but. No, but I mean, she's, she is that person who, as a, going door to door, she has a charismatic kind of personality. She resonates with people. And she has the name. And I also think there, there are people in the community think, you know, Mayor Jim Kenny, the white guy is, is, I mean, it becomes racial, right? Because he's, it seems out of touch with what the black community has been dealing with, with school shutdowns, business shutdowns, crime. Responsible for some of them. And, (laughs) and, and he was so, um, Similar to how Marty O'Malley did when he was mayor of Baltimore, he mm. was so conscious of the fact that he was a two-street Irishman <laughs> that he really rebelled hard with these woke policies that have done nothing but damage the African-American, Latino, Asian communities in mm-hmm. our city. But it really comes down to poverty and governance. And a city doesn't become the poorest big city in America if it's being governed properly. So we have to look seriously at people just like Sherelle Parker. You have been in city government. What have you done? Mm-hmm. And Sherelle's talking points, look, she's very good on the mic. Mm-hmm. She's good at being a politician. She's good at knocking doors and pressing flesh. Amen. You're doing the job that you've been taught to do. Mm-hmm. At the same time, what's your plan to get us out of this pickle? She doesn't have one. And I'll tell you why she doesn't have one. Because you have to look outside this region to see places that did turn the tide, Mm -hmm. you also have to look at things that will make you extremely unpopular. And that's a playbook that I grew up with. Mm -hmm. You know, the first time I voted was for Mayor Giuliani Mm -hmm. in New York City. Uh, I was just, you know, 18, out of high school, right? And I voted for Rudy, and he was willing to lay down on the train tracks and be the most unpopular, most hated mayor in New York City history to get the job done. And that's the thing. A lot of people outside the region remember him as the America's mayor after 9-11. Going into that, his polling stunk. But it didn't matter because he was overwhelmingly reelected because people had a very keen memory as to what David Dinkins did to the city in his one term and said, "We we can't allow this to become a demilitarized zone again. But one of the things Giuliani did not have to deal with, and I know, I mean, there are, you know, criminology classes right now where they study that so-called the broken window syndrome. I know Penn just had a study and they all say, look, any neighborhood 
that even has trash, broken windows, Mm -hmm. the abandoned cars that we saw during the Mayor John Street administration where they're cleaning up the cars. Yeah. Right? So if you clean all that up, it just gives that impression. It's like making the bed in the morning to make the house look better and you just have a better perception of that area. But one of the things that we're seeing that's something very different and very concerning, and I feel it's part of, you know, the southern border being wide open, even though we want to, a lot of people just want to blame Krasner, just want to blame our rookie commissioner outlaw, right? <laughs> and the timing of her coming in and so on and so forth and Kenny. But ultimately, I think it all matters, the gangs, the drugs, the gun accessibility, right? And so now you have kids as young as 10, 10 mm-hmm. out on the streets and some 14-year-old alleged perps on, on trial for murder right now. They were, how old were they? Eight, nine years old when all the pandemic started and the school shutdowns, right? Right. We've never seen this. We've never seen the, our youth of America, especially in cities like Philadelphia, going off crazy, violent. We've never seen this, have we? I will push back on that. We've seen it twice. Um, I, so when I was guest lecturing at Newman University a couple times, I did a lecture called the 20-year cycle. Uh, and we, we rarely see it in places that are straight one-party rules. So Philadelphia, wait, in Philadelphia, we saw this 20 years ago? Well, with 14-year-olds, Ben? In a way, uh, 30, 35 years ago in Philadelphia, you've seen it. So we're talking about the time frame of the crack explosion. And it was very focused to the inner city. It was very focused to the African-American Latino communities, depending on which city you were in. And, yeah, there were child gang members shooting each other on the streets. Matter of fact, if you go to the the school district with the best police force in the nation, ironically, it's Los Angeles. And a lot of people say, well, that's, you know, lefty California. Mm -hmm. But in the 70s and early 80s, all the way through the mid-90s, the Los Angeles Unified School District was a demilitarized zone. They were shooting each other. They were recruiting gang members. Um, you either had to be jumped in or kill somebody to get your stripes in a gang. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were thousands of murders a year in some of our bigger cities, to include Chicago, to include you know New York and L.A. So we've seen this before. The question is, what are we doing about it? And that's what is novel right now. What is novel right now is the fact that there is no uniform answer based on best practices. And that's why I have a problem with Daniel Outlaw. It's not the fact that she is a relative rookie to this mm-hmm. size law enforcement. It's that people I have, sources within the Philadelphia Police Department, from patrolman to commanding officer, are all saying the same thing. We don't see her. We don't hear anything. And if you look past her, her you know, press events, there is no key policy that she has implemented right. that would really stem this tide. Why? Because people are scared of the woke talking points. And if you look at this election, let's go back to that for a second and see how it relates. The Democratic Party in all of America's big cities uh, have had the apple cart upset. And the traditional Kennedy Democrats that used to run the machines in a lot of, especially the East Coast and Midwest Mm -hmm. cities, Chicago's, the Dailies, the Bob Brady's here, Boston, up in, you know, when, when Marty Walsh was the mayor You notice Marty Walsh has quit the Biden administration very quietly Mm -hmm. um, because he knows he's on a losing team. He's not a woke guy. He's a union lunchbox guy who became mayor of Boston. He probably would have stayed there for 30 years. And now he's stuck because he left. And Boston went woke. So the the woke Soros money, the PAC money, 
mm-hmm. has injected candidates who really, A, aren't from these cities. Right. Helen Gim is from Seattle. Larry Krasner is from suburban St. Louis. These are not well, Krasner Philadelphia. Krasner actually grew up in the suburbs. Yeah. So he did, of, of Philadelphia. He graduated high school. He moved here, I think, in high school, right? Okay. So he can claim that he, he he's not from Philadelphia, but the Burbs from this area. So at least he can he can claim that. So for a guy who upholds himself as this savior, and that's the problem, you know, this white savior complex. Mm-hmm. Here's a guy coming in, you know, proponing to know everything about how to save the African American community when he's responsible for thousands of homicides in that community. Merely because you're not interrupting the cycle of criminality. And that has metastasized like a cancer, and that goes right back to what you said. Yes, broken windows theory works. It wasn't Giuliani who started it. It started in the 60s. Giuliani used it. Matter of fact, the guy who invented the the key way to clean up Times Square used by Giuliani was... My, the, he married my wife and I. He's a brigadier general named Sid Baumgarten. He's still alive. He's still <laughs> in New York. He's in his 80s. He was a Beams deputy mayor in the 70s, in the worst time to be in New York. But he created this, you know, this ethos where if you're going after the people enabling crime, the people who are leasing um, prostitution houses and crack houses, the people who are owning porn theaters in mm-hmm. Times Square, who are, you know, enabling the pimps, players, and private eyes to do their business on the street, you could actually attack it from two fronts. Well, Krasner, Gim, Kenny, Outlaw, they're attacking it from no fronts right now. Right. Why are they attacking it from no fronts right now? Because, God forbid, you upset the apple cart and you don't get your million three for re-election from Real Justice Pack and George Soros. It's a sin. I think, I, I, and I get stuck on this stuff, but I think Krasner graduated from Conestoga, if I'm not mistaken, high school. But, you know, what I, what I would say about this, I still contend, because I've covered some, some pretty heinous crimes over the years in Philadelphia. Ben, I've never seen this with 10-year-olds who have this level of apathy, 10 mm-hmm. or 14. They're younger and younger, these perps. And they're violent. And we're seeing it across the country. Yes. There's something going on with that. I, I've never seen it. And I've, I've covered crime my, my entire adult life since 18 across the country. I've, I've never seen this. And there's, it, there's more to it than that, which brings me to the issue of schools mm-hmm. being banned from the schools during, ultimately, it's impacted four school years in Philadelphia. I'm, meeting, I'm seeing more and more parents and, you know, I've raised my kids here. They're still in, still in school, private schools. We live in Philadelphia, right? Long, long-time residents. Mm-hmm. But more and more moms especially and grandmoms and caregivers and dads are saying, what's up with the schools? We heard this week the parents group getting quite vocal at Masterman yeah. saying, we demand that you get rid of this lottery situation. Let our kids earn it. And I'm hearing this uprising. I know I'm hopeful, Ben, but I do feel there's this connection. If if only one of these candidates could make the connection with education as well as cutting out the crime. And people are looking around. That's yeah. what it really comes down to, right? Who do people believe in, though? I mean, is it is it Amon Brown? Oh, I, w- I would have loved. I mean, look, he had the best excuse in the world for not being at the forum. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was actually related to Fitz. And speaking at the funeral. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I have 
a lot of respect for Amon Brown just because I've seen him sit down with his adversaries. This man, long before he declared he was going to run, when he was just a concerned state rep with a lot of crime in his district, came to the Union League and sat down with the Manhattan Institute. Mm-hmm. How may, Would Helen Gim, well, she'd go to the Union yeah. League, we know that, <laughs> but she will not sit down and right. break bread with you know best practice practitioners from the other side of the aisle. Ideas come from all sides, to include Democratic sides. You know, the irony, we're talking about Chicago a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Cory Booker, the Mr. Potato Head of the New <laughs> Jersey Senate, right, was the mayor of Newark, and he dropped crime dramatically in Newark mm-hmm. before he, you know, took Moynihan's seat, and then, not Moynihan, um, uh, it's going to hit me in a minute, but he, he took Lautenberg's seat, and then he, you know, drank the Kool-Aid because now he right. was a legislator. But when he actually had to bring results to his constituency, he had a pathway where he was going to improve the schools to save that next generation. But then he brought Jerry McCarthy... Right. From the Bronx, who's NYPD borough commander, to clean up the streets with the biggest and heaviest broom he could find. Because if you're already out there at two in the morning slinging dope on the streets of Newark, maybe it's no longer a let, let me sit down and talk to you like a counselor. Maybe you need to go into Raleigh right. for a while. So that was the case with Cory Booker. And the irony is Jerry McCarthy left Newark after Booker went up the Senate, went to Chicago as the police superintendent, and Rahm Emanuel wouldn't let him do what he did in Newark. Right. So he was an abject failure in Chicago because he had handcuffs on. So the mayor, whoever gets elected, can be the spoiler to how we select and you know execute the public safety in Philadelphia effectively. Right. But, you know, you were there. And what we saw Friday was a lot of mayoral candidates talking a lot about the police commissioner and almost none of them, David O being the exception, talked about Krasner. Right. And the truth is you could have, you know, look at New York right now. New York has over 40,000 police officers, but two of the five district attorneys are, are Soros accolades. Yep. Right. It's a huge problem, but it's not all, I can't just pound on Krasner the the entire time. Mm -hmm. Because I think it was, unfortunately, the imperfect storm with everything that happened. I mean, Rich Ross, I knew him well. I knew him since back when he was Captain Ross. Yeah. And I know that there was some personal situation. It was a whole thing. But had we at least even had Commissioner Ross going into the pandemic, rather than him leaving at that moment and having a rookie who doesn't know Philadelphia, yeah. doesn't have the respect, you know, it, it just, oh, my goodness, well, it could not have been a worse system for a situation for that's us that's how kenny stepped on his own foot right so richard ross was he, look he was so far removed from the scandal that that ultimately removed him it wasn't that that they wanted to remove him. they wanted to remove him because he was a bully pulpit against the kenny policies and the krasner failure to prosecute and he had no shame in his game going out and saying yep. it and they had to get rid of him yep. because how do you remain lockstep in these talking points if you know, your own PC is saying, hey, my guys are out there risking their lives. They're making these arrests and the arrests are going nowhere. Yeah. So they swept him away, which is a shame because he's amazing. At what he, you know, he, know. Was, he was a great police commissioner. And then Kenny gets caught because he uses this really, really far removed Me Too scandal to, to take yeah. Ross out of the mix. So he had to, he, and he 
pulled a Biden. He came out and said, well, I want a black female commissioner. Left him three choices, two of which had a demonstrated track record of telling the mayors they're wrong. Mm -hmm. Renee Hall in Dallas and Detroit and uh, Carmen Best in Seattle, who ultimately lost her job because she told Jenny Durkin, no, you can't give up an entire neighborhood to the criminals. I want to get real quick, too, because you you once worked in this this arena because you've had so many you're like a cat you've lived i feel like i've lived so many lives so have you with all your different jobs ben manis but people can check out your work at broad and liberty and your latest articles but real quick here um talk to me about what the latest news and we're talking about the ohio pennsylvania border the rail situation the toxic levels of chemicals in the air we know that there's now a criminal level investigation on the pennsylvania side can you just talk to that from the from your experience in in the field? Yeah, from the regulatory enforcement and the law enforcement side. You know, I'm not going to get political with this because this is a bipartisan issue. Right. Mike DeWine is a Republican, and obviously the Biden administration controls transportation. Um, we talked about on your show how old rail infrastructure is. So when that wheel bearing sensor went off, you know, those wheel bearing sensors, the heat sensors, may be an entire quarter, half a mile apart. So that thing could have been burning for a half a mile before the next sensor picked it up. Um, but, you know, like like your car, if you have a 45-year-old car, and I actually have one at home, if you have you know, a 45-year-old car, it's going to, you know, have some, some problems. So things happen. And, you know, oddly, the decision to burn made it, might have been a good decision because had that exploded, it might have been a lot worse, right? So... Let's leave that aside for a minute. The EPA, Office of Criminal Investigation, and the EPA, Office of Inspector General, have been very quiet. Mm -hmm. Um, So the decisions, I'm wondering if there's politicization politicization around the decisions uh, for what's happening on the ground with the water. There will be environmental catastrophes. The Exxon Valdez, this rail thing, Flint with the water crisis causation you could get in later let's talk about an entire town of people who may be living in a a carcinogen and what can be done to help them right now if that means evacuating an entire town we should do that what we should not do is what um you know michigan did and just leave them in that that horrible zone and say oh well you know drink bottled water we need to put politics aside and get down to and by the way, that was the, the flip side of the record. So Ben Manis, thank you so much. I could talk to you all day. You're just uh, loaded with information. So thank you, Ben. We appreciate you. Absolutely. And Broad and Liberty, we can find all your work, a couple articles, but the latest one on the mayoral race, your take and your breakdown. Ben, thank you. My pleasure. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.